0: Listening to the Ed Reach Network.
1: (laughs) What, you just started with a laugh, Jerry? Ed Gamer, episode one sixteen on Ed Reach for youth inquiry with Jacob and Nikki. This is Ed Gamer for Thursday, October 17th, 2013. Ed Gamer's part of the EdReach network, edreach.us, giving education a voice.
2: A big, big
3: voice.
1: Oh, that was that was pretty good. Nice. It was Woo! awesome. Okay. That was the biggest voice we've had in a long time. The biggest. That was biggest. We had a little distortion there. <laughs> so that was pretty big. This show is dedicated to edu- education gaming on any platform. We will give you, the, give you the education angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We will discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach.
0: And I'm Jerry.
3: And?
2: And I'm Nikki Zaleski, the Artistic Director of Poor Youth Inquiry, or FYI.
3: And I'm Jacob Watson. I'm the Creative Capacity Building Coordinator for FYI. Can you say that quickly? I I can. I can uh, It's the Creative Capacity Building Coordinator. I think you need more Cs. The CCBC. The, the CCBC. You got The ACBC. Yeah, go.
1: the ACDC? <laughs> there
3: different.
0: We go. A little different.
1: Okay. Jerry? Yeah. Uh how you doing? Uh, my
0: name's Jerry James. <laughs> I'm the <laughs> and I'm the all right, there we go. We'll start again. My name is Jerry James and I'm a visual arts teacher from Schomburg, Illinois.
1: And my name is Zach Gilbert, and as you can tell, we are quite professional. And I'm your host, I'm a sixth grade Soul Studies Language Arts teacher from normal, Illinois. How are you all doing?
2: we're doing really doing well great. and I'm happy yeah. to be here with
1: you guys and we are happy you're with us and as Jerry said in, in prepping for this he's happy because then he just doesn't have to talk to me <laughs> so that's always good that's always good Jerry what's, uh, what's going on this week at school
0: um, long week did we have Monday off? I had Monday off, I think, and it's yeah. still a long week. It's yeah. the Columbus Day was was this Monday, but yeah, long week. Uh, oh, right. Almost through the first quarter, which is amazing. So, I, you know, that's
1: that's about it. Columbus Day kind of it, it bothers me, and we get what? it off too. Well, the historical sense, it's not like he really, you know, founded America. I guess it was the beginning of discovery heading west for Europeans, mm-hmm. not necessarily.
0: I like the meme where it says, you know, let's celebrate Columbus Day by walking in someone's house and planting a flag and claiming it is ours. And giving them
1: diseases?
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: and killing them off with, you know, disease. There you go. That's always good. That's always good. Okay, before we get any further here, let's, let's talk about Stitcher, Jerry. Stitcher. Stitcher, Jerry.
0: Hold on. I'm getting there. I wasn't ready. See, we were talking about things. You didn't tell me about your week. So I'll How get was there. your week?
1: I'll get there. Are you still... Okay, I'll talk about my week. Okay, so yeah, we had Monday off. Oh,
0: now Stitcher's uh, up. Oh,
1: you are So something else. Okay, Stitcher, the hottest radio platform on the internet, and they're taking education forward by giving EdReach and education innovators everywhere a great place to publish content. Listen to the EdReach shows on Stitcher.com. We thank Stitcher for their support of the EdReach Network. You good, good. good. Okay, thanks. That's great. So yeah, this week it's yeah it has been kind of busy. It's Guess what? You're <laughs> it locked, stuck. aren't you? Yep. Now, now we don't get free now. Yay! Where's your clapping there, Jerry? <laughs> oh, <that> was... <laughs> yeah, there you go. So we can okay. Okay. So you know. I'll yeah. be right back. Okay. I'm gonna so, try this. You're gonna try that.
0: Yep.
1: So this week, um, but he's leaving. Okay, I'll talk to you. Jacob. And uh, Nikki, yeah,
3: it was of evidence and kind of argue for why why that might not be a great idea.
1: Yeah. Hey, Jerry. Yeah. I think I just noticed something. What? I think we were off air and we went back on air. <laughs> oh, no, we're still on air. No, it was off air when you were gone. Um. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So I don't know if that last piece of conversation about Columbus was, will actually be on the air. So, okay. I think
0: it stays on air. We've done that before.
1: Okay. Well then maybe. So um yeah, this week has been kind of crazy. Uh Columbus Day, yes, throws everything off. It's this has been a blur. It really has been it's been one of those weeks. I have game club tomorrow, Jerry. How's your game club coming along?
0: Uh pretty good. Great right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And yeah, it's pretty much just me right now. Don't <laughs> get them. Those, I, the, those four kids. Mostly right.
3: solitaire these days. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's
0: a lot of solitaire. Yeah. Uh, no, we're we, we're starting a couple different clubs, so we're getting things going. I have okay. uh, I have to finish the school yearbook
1: first, which is... Thrilling. Oh, yeah, that's right. You do that so at the
0: beginning. I'm sort of paid to do that. So, yeah, uh, Game Club doesn't usually start up till a little bit later, but we're toying with... I, I now have kids fighting whether we're going to start the Game Club or or a Minecraft club. It's going one of two ways. Why so. can't you do both? Because uh, one happens in a computer lab, and the other would happen in not a computer lab.
1: You don't have tables in the computer lab?
0: No. Oh. I mean, there are there are stations where the computers are at, but nowhere yeah. near enough room to set anything up or have collaborative game area. Gotcha. Well, the room that I
1: used last time, um, solid concrete floors, computers, tables, um, but it got very loud. Between the kids on the computers and the game, you know, the board gamers, it was it was just it was very loud. So I, I I'm still up in the air on where I'm going to put my game club this week. Speaking of games, uh, we have some some news. I want to get through these kind of quickly because we have our wonderful guests here, uh, Gollum Arcana, and that is a we talked about it before, but I didn't know what the name was, Jerry. Yeah. And so Gollum Arcana is basically a combination of, of uh, miniatures board game and, you know, an iPad. So as you see on the picture there, it's got a scanner. And let's say I'm scanning one of my characters and uh, telling the iPad where I'm at. Then I scan another character if I want to attack, and it tells me if I can do that or not, and it can roll the dice for you or you can roll the dice and then enter those those numbers in. So basically it's it's kind of like a dungeon master uh, or just a guide through the rules which, you know, I'm kind, I am i don't know. I, I have a tough time with that because I love arguing about the rules with other people. Hmm. That's always fun. That's always the fun part. And it's good for the kids too, especially playing certain games because then they're learning and being able to collaborate or debate and figuring out if the rules are, are correct or not. So yeah. there's that one.
0: Oh, there we uh, go. That's a good shot.
1: This one is really really good. I've tweeted this out, and it got a lot of retweets and favorites, uh, but this is called Now Boarding. It's the Gamological Society, which I've never heard of before, <laughs> which sounds really cool. Um, it's These are iOS board games.
0: Hmm.
1: So some of the ones, I have Small World. Um you know, which is a, in Small World 2. So if you own Small World, you got a free upgrade to Small World 2, which was really nice. There's Summoner Wars, which is supposed to be really good. Of course, uh, Carcassonne, I actually have the, uh, the tabletop version, which is a lot of fun. And that's a little farther down. That's the tile game. Um, that's Carcassonne right there, Jerry. And then there's Stone Age, which I haven't played. Um, which is supposed to be good. Ghost stories. Yeah, this is really, really good. And the one that has got a really good ranking, at, all the way at the bottom, is uh, Agricola, and it ranks really high on Board Game Geek, and hmm. it's supposed to be a very cool game.
0: It's cool graphics.
1: Yeah. So it's supposed to. It says it's supposed to t- represent a big step forward in iPad board games. So be very interesting. So there I don't know if you guys do you guys have an iPad? Jacob Nikki.
3: I do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Carcassonne is really nice. It's a, a a nice because you're you like games it seems, right? But not
3: Yeah, I, I actually have the the paper version of Carcassonne. I was writing that down as you were saying that there's oh. an iPad version. Yeah. That was my first like strategy board game I learned how to play. Sweet. <laughs> awesome. Yeah.
1: Do you play with farmers? Do you like <laughs> – the farmer rule is kind of tough. I don't
3: know. Oh. Is that where you colonize like the land?
1: The I land, yeah. Trouble. You set them yeah, on the side. Yeah, we play farmers. Yeah, that's – that one uh, the kids have Columbus. trouble with sometimes. What's that, Nikki?
2: I just said speaking of Columbus. it just it's coming full <laughs> circle. That, that's
1: all. It's all – it's, all, it's our Columbus theme.
2: <laughs> right, right. Columbus
1: theme. Uh, the next item there, Jerry, is uh, we talked a little bit about this last week, but now they have a nice little page on the uh, Playful Learning site for University of Wisconsin-Madison. This is a Playful Learning Summit, and I got to figure out if I can get there or not. Um, yeah, the speakers. I don't know if you guys this is this might be something interesting to you because it's yeah. not that Madison's not that far away.
0: This isn't in Madison though. It's not. I don't think so. It says UWW. That's Wisconsin Whitewater.
1: Oh, Whitewater. Yeah. Oh, I better... Oh, I messed up on my tweet.
0: Yeah, it says here Wisconsin Whitewater. So is, is that even closer? It is to me, yes. Okay. It, it would be to you as well, yeah. Okay. And to you, Nikki and Jacob?
2: Uh, I'm not so sure where Whitewater is, but I mean it sounds... Wait, wait
0: we can view on Google Maps. Oh, geez. Allow, allow me to show you where it is. Oh, boy. oh, <laughs> oh that's not that bad at all. Um, it. Zoom out a little bit here for you. So it, it's just, it looks like <laughs> southeast of Madison. Cool.
2: Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's like an hour and a half. Yeah. So this
0: is
1: November 15th and 16th. It's Friday, Saturday. Of course, guest appearance, James Paul G., who mm-hmm. is uh, a foe, of a friend of Ed Gamer. That's oh. what we call it. Call them <laughs> the foes.
0: That is not what we call it. That's what he Zach doesn't like
1: it. it. That's why I keep calling In it direct that. direct
0: opposition to the
1: friend of Ed gamer. Are you faux it,
0: Jerry? Okay. Oh my. Yeah.
3: So James Paul
1: G, who is one of the pioneers of you know, I love this. It says considered the founder of games and learning movement. That's that's pretty impressive. Danny Hero, uh, Sean Dickers, who um, he is really. I saw one of his presentations at the G- Games and Learning Society. Of course, additional presentations from uh, Kurt Squire, Constance, Steinkuller, Rich Halverson. Um, this is really good, really good stuff. So it might be something you, Jacob and Nikki, you might want to just take a peek at. And
2: Yeah, we're and, both collectively geeking out right now on the description <laughs> that you have on the screen.
1: Yeah, very cool stuff. Uh, let's see. Three more quick ones here. We have one for the Wall Street Journal, and this is an article about. Uh, let's see. Now teachers encourage computer games in the classroom, so it's going around talking about talking to teachers, and that use games in the classroom. Of course, there's another foe in here. God, Jerry, and that would be Luke uh, Lucas Gillespie from see, Pender
0: Counter Schools. You see the picture on the screen? That poor girl, she's Which raising her hand. She's trying to ask. Why does Zach keep saying that? <laughs> if I were to play this video, it's exactly what she says. Yes. And you
1: keep him quiet. I'm trying to play a game.
0: <laughs> She's not a computer.
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I just I was just in the mode there. Okay. Okay. We mentioned this I think last week, but Bot uh, BotLogic now has their uh, their Kickstarter up up and going. And this is a really cool logic game for – it's kind of a beginnings for computer programming. It's a puzzle game, and it's really nice. It works very well, Jacob, on the iPad. Oh, it's yeah? H, it's HTML5. It runs very smooth uh, – very smoothly. Very smoothly? Runs smoothly. I'll just work on my grammar as <laughs> I talk. So their goal is 100,000K. 100, 100, 100K. 100. Oh, my goodness. This is what happens when you teach all day junior high kids and then you try to speak coherently. So this is a wonderful project and I hope they get their goal. Really do, this is a really neat game. The kids that have used this in the class my classroom uh have really liked it.
0: Yeah, and every time that we announce a Kickstarter here on Ed Gamer, oh, yeah. Zach donates a $1000 himself. <laughs> yes, he's really here nice. I have
1: it. They call yeah. me money bags.
0: Yeah, so and you can then, expect And then Jerry to does two
1: thousand, right? <laughs> yeah, Jerry doubles it.
0: Uh, sorry, we're having some mic troubles there. I didn't catch that last part. Yeah. <laughs> about... And
1: our last one for uh, news on here. And Jerry, you shared this one.
0: I did. I just oh, would you like I, to share it? No, not really. I, I didn't <laughs> even really watch it. I just forwarded it to you figuring you'd review it. But uh this no, it looks, looks... like they're putting yeah, putting out some kind of a controller for uh, And this looks weird. Yeah, it's well, it's a crazy controller. They were talking about it. There's multiple ways you can use it, and you can uh, you can like assign things very differently to go from an old school arcade style all the way up through like. There's no actual buttons on it. No, it's, it's like it's half like touch screen. Yeah, half. Mm-hmm. You know, but it looks looks pretty cool. And yeah. I guess this is just one way that you can use it. Is what they're right. demoing here in Portal too. Yeah. But, uh you know, you can you can rearrange it to, to your own comforts. So it's kind of cool the the ability to change, you know, and adapt controllers. Yeah, haven't seen a lot of that out of platforms yet.
1: No keyboards. I have I have a keyboard that does that, but not not a
0: not, not the platforms. Yeah.
1: Do uh, have any Nikki or Jacob? Have you played Portal Two? Do you know the game?
3: Mm.
2: I it's don't. A, I've never seen a controller like that before.
1: Yeah, it is it is quite interesting. In your uh, extensive problem.
3: controller knowledge. <laughs> like, controller. Nikki's a controller expert, so. <laughs> no, you know, I actually, I remember when the, the GameCube came out and the controller was so different from the N64 and people yeah. were, like, yeah. freaking out about it. Yep. And it. It's really interesting that now we're at this place where it's like, okay, if you care that much, design your own controller, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Fun yeah game. that's a good point.
1: Yeah. Fun game, yeah. looks like an interesting controller. Okay, yeah. now, for the reason why we're here... Uh, so we have, uh, of course, Jacob and Nikki here for for Youth Inquiry, and this came about through uh, Annie Rezac, who is um, the much much better half of Dan Rezac, and who's one of the co- one of the co-founders. Did I say that out loud, Jerry?
0: <laughs> yep, definitely out loud.
1: Yes, I did. Okay, so no, she uh, she is wonderful, and uh, she hooked me up with uh, with Jacob and what he was doing and I think you guys just from a conversation what how did it come about there Jacob
3: the the discussion of, of the gaming yeah uh, the
1: gaming and how I said oh you need to get a hold of Zach at Edgamer
3: right well um Annie and I were talking because we've done programming in school programming through her organization Communities and Schools of Chicago and we formed partnerships with other um, educators uh, through that network and have been offering uh, performances of some of our participatory plays and then I started to tell her more about our workshops, which are really focusing on our, our component parts of our of our work, which are stories and gaming, um, and um, and how we're hoping to be uh, building capacity with other educators to use gaming as a tool for learning. Um, and she said, oh gosh, I know the perfect person for you to talk to. Yeah,
1: yeah. and so we chatted, and... I was just like this has so much potential. I was like we need to get you on and discuss this and it seems like you have plans for that potential to even grow. So first of all, let's back up. Let's talk about what you guys are doing and then, you know, what's your goal for uh for FYI and I guess what what are you doing there?
2: Yeah. Yeah, so um, currently we are, well our mission is to engage young people in safe, accessible conversations about um, both sexual health and sexual violence through participatory games and stories. So right now we offer two plays in schools, after school programs, conferences and really um, any space interested in bringing us out. And those plays rotate in partnership with each other. So there's there's one that is a piece on um, healthy relationships and um, boundary setting. And that piece is called Project Us, which um, involves um, both a physical game that gets played throughout the performance itself and then games um, with both actors and student audience members on their feet. Now, um,
1: it's, now just, just want to, because I know some of our listeners are like, red flag, like, hold on. Role playing, yeah, with sexual education and violence and what's going on <laughs> here. Like, uh, hold on a second. Now, what age level are you talking about, first of all?
2: Yeah, good question. So, the um, project us the play that I just mentioned is for um, middle school um, age groups and high school, and then the piece "Can I Hit It," which is more um, geared towards sexual violence content, is for high schoolers.
1: Okay, and it's yeah. and you you've been doing this for a while, right?
2: Yeah, so, so we've been, yeah, since 2008.
1: Yeah, so it's one of those things just to, so our listeners aren't, you know, kind of, like I said, freaking out about what's what's going on. Here. This is in junior high and such. <laughs> but it's it's one of those things you guys have really worked it, changed it, modeled it, you know, and, and kind of um, uh, modified it over time to where it works very well within a middle school and high school setting. And, and I'm sure those are different too, right? You're, I'm guessing your middle school content's a little bit different than what's going on at the high school.
2: That's right. Yeah, and actually, Zach, so the stories themselves that we created both plays on are based on the voices of middle school and high school students. So they directly reflect the populations that we're actually performing in and playing games in. Um, So that helps keep the content, you know, super age-appropriate and specific.
1: And as a father of of a middle schooler, (laughs) <laughs> I should say, yeah, some of the, I know I looked through and some of the content, it's just like, it's, it's scary, you know, as it is, as a parent, these are things that do need to be discussed, do need to be talked about, and what are the best ways to deliver that information? Is it through a video sitting in a health classroom? Is it just a discussion with somebody, or is it role-playing and, and, and working that out? And I, I'm guessing you're, your thoughts are role playing is probably the best way to do this,
3: yeah, I think it it um it varies though you you really hit on um you know sort of the reason that we felt like there was a partnership between these sort of strange uh things which are theater and health. you don't normally see those um in the same space um, and um schoolhouse rock didn't have this <laughs> what's that? Schoolhouse Rock didn't have this. That's right. No, we we totally stole it from them. It was like <laughs> it was on the drafting table, and they, they didn't get it in. Junction, Junction, what's your you function? It yeah. Right, but but <laughs> so part of the the nature of the form is that um, what happens with the actors and with these games um, is based on the questions and the experiences of the young people that are experiencing the plays. So if there's um, uh, you know a conversation that's too advanced for the people in the room it doesn't happen because they didn't bring it up so we, we sort of have this kind of it's almost like an open-source play uh, in a way you know that there's these moments where where the, the young people are kind of um, you know hacking the the narrative and, and turning it into a story about what they want it to be about within the framework of these four characters that we follow through the story so
1: how, how does this work out? Can you give me kind of a, a framework of a session?
2: Sure. Yeah, so if we take Project Us, the first play that I mentioned to you, um, that begins with a, a small board game um, and we're really intentionally scaffolding participatory activities so students aren't just thrown into, you know, role playing with other students in the yeah. class from the, from the start of class because it yeah. wouldn't succeed, right? So we start with um, a board game that they play individually that's really about um, examining what and who influences their ideas about sex and sexuality. So it's a reflective activity that they're doing personally, they're not looking at each other's boards, um, and it's a game where they're ranking those influences based on what's most important to them. That game then takes us to um, a writing activity where they write in the voice of those influences that our actors then get to actually play out on their feet. So you see the actors taking the voices that are sourced from the class and literally putting them to work. So these are the
1: kids acting, these are, you <laughs> actually have actors come in and role play these.
2: Right, now, exactly.
1: Now, I have a, a good idea of why that happens, but do you want to explain? why you do it that way?
3: Sure. sure. Um, I was going to say something else. That I got cut off. <laughs> uh, my, my brain is all jumbled. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reasons. I think um, primarily, you know, it goes back to what Nikki said about, you know, we want these moments to succeed, right? We don't want um, to build uh, a, an interaction that might be too um, unsafe or um, just where people participating wouldn't necessarily have the tools to make it um, successful. So what we really start with is is modeling what does a conversation even look like and showing that it's possible with somebody who's practiced it and, and yeah. knows how to do it. So that then, um, you know, if we do a follow-up workshop where we actually get the young people on their feet improvising, they've seen some examples of how that works and, and what are some, some tools and tactics um, that that make that work.
1: Yeah. it's especially because this is early on in the in in the whole workshop, right? So it's it's one of those things that having them do that successfully and seeing their words actually play out by professionals, I think that makes a huge impact.
2: That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's also a piece of that that scaffolded levels of participation which sort of mirrors, you know, in the digital game world, like you getting better at each level means yeah. you, you you progress in the game it's kind of right, a tutorial so, exactly exactly so if we look at the entire play as a game system it, that's sort of how it functions you know the, the better you get at participating the more you participate yeah. right, you're
3: learning the rules you're learning the vocabulary right. hmm, okay so
1: they do the um, they kinda have their little uh, their game they write it out
2: mm-hmm. the
1: actors come in and act it, it what's the next right step after that
2: so there's continual storytelling that happens around those influences and the, um, the voices that are brought into the room. That takes us to um, actually a, a small group um, conversation that then is had with the young people about who they need to talk to most around the questions they have about sex and sexuality and then um, what makes those conversations hard. So it's a, a small group talk about barriers to getting the information you need.
3: And it's sort of a remix of the first game. It's kind of looking at those same pieces and moving them around to make the board reflect more what we want our actual conversations to look like.
2: And the, the, whole, the play finishes with um, students in the classroom actually writing down questions that they still need to ask any of those influences about sex. And then that packet of what we call blue slip questions um, goes to the health educator in the classroom to help continue programming after we leave. So there's a really intentional, like, partnership model built into this where it's not just the play that happens on the first day and then we dip out, but it's the play as a means to open the door to conversation that continues um, after the game, the play has ended.
1: Okay. So this is just one, I guess, model, right? Because you have you have one other one or is there multiple models that you that you use
3: so we have two different plays, and the other play um, has a different storyline, different characters different theme but it's it's a similar format right where it's these characters that are um, you know in in conversation with one another and then with the audience through through these games and these stories. but what we also have are workshops, which are non narrative so Um, there are some situations where, um, you know, it's our first experience going into a school and the play is really useful because um, it's not about, it's not putting young people on the spot, right? It's not saying you have to um, you know, be in, it's, it doesn't feel like a class really, you know, it feels like you're watching these characters, this story unfold and it's about the character struggles and they might mirror mine but it's not really my story on stage. With the workshops it's a little bit more hands-on where the young people are actually generating content and maybe even making their own games and so that would be a slightly different model.
1: And was there, where they were taking is that, I was trying to remember from the website is there a part where the kids are actually creating and making art?
2: Yeah, so our residency model, which means we're in classes for at least eight weeks, which we, we love this model, we want to be doing more long-term work like this, um, we're actually, students are making games to talk about issues that matter to them. And the reason we start, you know, the entire residency by saying, why games? Why are games the thing that help people talk in a different way, especially when it comes to our health and our bodies? And I mean, that that's you know deep in FYI's core values, is this idea of increasing pleasure and engagement around <laughs> topics that typically have tons of stigma, tons of fear around them. It, it's its really important to us that, that that pleasure component be thread throughout the entire um, series.
1: Sorry, the junior high kid in me, you know, some of the words <laughs> you're talking about, just make a connection there. Sorry. Well,
2: it it's, makes sense, right? Yeah, it It, it,
1: is, it yeah, does. It does. Jerry? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Most uh, immature one we have on the show. Yes. Is yeah. the host. Yeah. It's I, it's for,
2: even our seventh graders don't trip on the word pleasure. I don't know, Zach.
0: I, oh, more
1: sophisticated. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. But yeah, so by the end of this fall, actually, um with a we we just started a resid res- residency at Crown um Crown Elementary, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so by the end of this fall, we'll have essentially 20 to 30 games generated by young people who saw the play on the first day and, and made games as a result wow. um, to talk about their health issues that are most important to them.
1: Now, so we're excited what, about that. what, yeah, no, it's, it's building up, it's building, it's, it's uh, I guess, regenerating and, and modifying and morphing into something bigger and better and gives you more models to use with the students. No, that's wonderful. The right. one thing that that's right. Jacob was and I were talking about it, is that it's not just this content, you know, of uh, of sexual health. It's also the model. It seems like it could be used in multiple areas. And you guys have actually had teachers come in. Is that correct? And looking at different content areas.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, what what are some of the? Do you have some examples of that?
3: Sure. Um, right now, um, we're, we're still primarily within the health field, although that means a lot of different things. Um, so we've done work. Um, I've done um, creative capacity building workshops, we're calling them, because um, they're not strictly professional development, right? That's sort of a loaded phrase. Um, the workshops that we run are really about um, finding what's creative about you. A lot of teachers out there um, don't see themselves as creative people, and, and I think that's a problem, and I think that... Um, I think that that's why kids don't always think school is the most fun thing in the world. Is because teachers have forgotten that they have a lot of creativity, and that's part of being a teacher, is you're creating these learning experiences and they're designed experiences. So a lot of what we're trying to do is to help teachers think of themselves and and educators in other settings, too, think of themselves as designers. Um, And so um, we did a workshop with um, an organization um called Between Friends um that does um domestic violence prevention work and um really talking about okay this thing that's really intense like domestic violence, how do you um how do you gamify that? How do you start the conversation in a way that um, feels inviting and safe. Um, And that's something that as you say could be scaled out to social studies or language arts. Um, I think right now we're really kind of working in a in a social justice field. Um, So we've done uh, presentations at conferences on you know, health disparities, um, theater of the oppressed, uh, theater and education. So we've really talked with a lot of different kinds of folks in those fields, but have yet to scale it out to sort of academic areas. So I speak. think I think
1: the I think the easiest area to probably move to would be like civil justice law. Sure, <clears throat> I could totally see that connection there, but I could also see, you know, as we were talking about before, Jacob, the idea of having, you know, of social studies or literature is perfect, and we have uh, somebody, another foe, Jerry, Pete Figtree, who uses role-playing games in his classroom Mm -hmm. and uh, Mm -hmm. to teach with Shakespeare and, you know, and other English lit and American lit, and they role play out the story and he from those role from that role playing he can tell if the kids actually understand the story or
3: not mm-hmm. so well and that's interesting too, just sort of on a, on a pedagogy note. Like our our framework is coming from a lot of really interesting places. Like there's there's gamer culture and like maker culture and connected yeah. learning. That's obviously a huge part of it. But there's also the fact that like many of us, almost all of us in the collective, started out as as theater makers, making sort of traditional plays that you would see where there's you know a curtain and an audience and. And um, for whatever reason, that sort of evolved into this much more um, interactive form, where we're really, um, you know, we're really having conversations, and there's not that same kind of divide. But I think what we retained from the the theater side of things is this aspect of of pretend, right, and of. Um, You know, games are often uh, predicated on the notion of being somebody else. And when we talk about sex and sexuality, how much easier is it to have a conversation when you're being somebody else? Well, Um,
1: I'm guessing improvisation is an area that you enjoy. (laughs) <laughs> yes yeah
2: yeah all yeah. Of our actors that is yeah.
1: that is a lot of fun so and, and I think that is especially with role-playing games in general that is the whole point of it you are role-playing you are being somebody else you are acting in in a certain character and that's where I think this model can really blossom out into other content areas but uh, you know I think we definitely need to talk uh, and connect. I don't know if you uh, guys can make a trip down to Central Illinois, Jerry. But it's the uh, south. It's uh, I the think south. some of the simmer down. I think some of the schools around here, where I'm at, I think this could be. I think we'd have some some people that'd be interested in having that, uh, having you guys show up. So I think we need to chit chat a little bit more. But is this something that? So the websites that we'll have in the show notes that Jerry has been sharing there. Um, does that will it give them enough information to kind of see how they want to get involved with FYI see how they could look at this model of you know educating and role playing and and making is that and do i think we need probably yeah. are you wanting email addresses you know i, mean, I think their email addresses on the website on the yeah. website there But yeah, if they I wanted mean, to contact they- you about that
2: for sure, there's some really um, good information on there, on our methodology, on what we define as participatory theater, and kind of what frameworks we're pulling from for that. Um, but uh, certainly, if people were interested in learning more about our participatory theater model, they could certainly contact me. Or um, if they were interested in learning about teacher training or the ways that we, some of the work that Jacob was just talking about, increasing um, people's creative capacity in schools um, and in health nonprofits, then Jacob would definitely be a good person to get in contact with.
1: Well, I think this is, uh, is it is very exciting and pleasurable. And so, uh, so <laughs> you get that, Jerry?
0: Yeah, I got it. Okay. Wah, wah, wah. Go ahead and uh, yeah. edit that out later. Yeah, okay. So There you go. Yes,
1: yeah, that's
3: the sound
0: effect.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> He's still back there. J- Jerry? Uh, I think you really need to look at the website because I, I think you were there but some of the maker stuff some of the artistic cre- you know the creations that these kids are making are quite amazing.
0: Yeah, very cool stuff. Love it.
1: So I, I I that's where I think you you would uh you could get into this and uh have some
0: fun with it.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So any anything else Jerry?
0: No, I'm uh just just repping your your website as I speak because it has overtaken <laughs> my face on the podcast so it's probably a good thing for everybody. It's all good Jerry it's
2: all good.
0: <laughs> it's all good Jacob, Nikki do you have anything else to
3: share? No we're just so glad to be on here talking with you both and um, are really excited about all of the possibilities for connecting around this movement
1: very cool and i really think if you guys are able to do it I think you need to head up to Whitewater not Madison Whitewater and go to that playful learning summit I think that could yeah. be very uh, interesting for both of you so thank you will for you listening. be there
0: Zach?
1: Uh, I don't Zach know. and
2: Jerry will be there?
0: I'm definitely trying let's put it that way <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm working on it
1: I am, I am interested it's uh, I'm already uh, oh Jerry It's official now, so I guess I can – I'm going to be going somewhere in the spring.
0: Mm, That's right.
1: I'm going to be going somewhere in the spring, and so trying to get time off, my administration has been very nice about letting me go in the spring to a southern state of Texas and Austin, and there's a – do you guys know about the South by Southwest Conferences?
2: The festival, yeah.
1: The fest- they have the festival, but they have uh, a technology one, and they also have an education one. It's like a mm-hmm. series okay. of different conferences, and I think all of them are in Austin. And uh, through Playful Learning, which is uh, which is who's hosting this uh, uh, get together in Whitewater, and uh, the Le- uh, Learning Games Network. Short and sweet, I've been invited to go down and do a workshop at South by Southwest Edu. So, which is that's quite great. awesome. And, yeah, you know, really, <laughs> right. really, I should say that Jen Groff from uh, Learning Games Network, she's the, yes, she did definitely deserves a lot of claps. She's the one that wrote everything, but it's something that we've worked together on creating a workshop and uh, getting this information out about playful learning. So, and that's, I'm taking too much time. But, yeah, so I'm going to South by Southwest EDU, which is really cool. So, Jerry, long story short i don't know if i'll be able to go because oh my goodness can you tell him adhd and medicine is, medicine's wearing off medicine's wearing off uh, but uh yeah so i don't know if i'll be able to get the time off jerry
0: um okay well i'll have to go without you then
1: uh my friend mike jones is wanting to go up on the saturday
0: oh very good
1: so maybe you guys could hook up Okay, thank you for listening to this week's
0: Ed Gamer wow, podcast. Keep a for it. We're still him.
1: alive here, aren't we? Thank <laughs> you for listening to the Gamer podcast. Please follow us on EdReach.us, and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach Network. Blog,
0: blog, have Blag. A great Who's from Chicago? Blog, foul my blog. Have you seen the
1: Have you seen the commercial with the uh, the the Bears guys on the on the yes
0: airplane? <laughs> real class. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna Are run. Are you gonna the, end this here? No, not yet. Not until I tell you this. I'm gonna run okay. the Ditka Dash.
1: It's <laughs> what?
0: a day where everyone dresses up like Mike Ditka. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> you gonna have a cigar? No, we're gonna do a team, and we're gonna instead of. I don't of dangling, think
2: Mike Ditka could run around the block.
0: No, I, I don't. Not think, anymore. No. Instead of dangling carrots in front of our face, I'm gonna dangle a sausage.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. nice. yeah. All right, now I'm gonna sign off.
1: Okay, that's good, Jerry. Thanks.